Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Elizabeth, why do we insist on hooking people up with people that we know? Why what, do we, like, why is the fix-up a thing? Why do we match me? Why are we... Why oh. do we do it? And does it work ever? Does no. It, doesn't and work. <laughs> um, well, I think everyone's got a little bit of a Jane Austen-Emma complex in wanting to see the world paired up. Hmm. You know, and if you've got two people in your life that are awesome that you just go, I don't understand why these two awesome people haven't found someone. It seems like the logical thing to do. Um, I've actually recently, a friend of mine was like, oh my God, so-and-so is also single. And I actually said to someone, you know, I'm quite happy being single, so maybe I don't need to be set up this week. And she was like, oh, sorry, I just try and matchmake everyone. But mm. I have, I've been on like set up dates yeah. um, and they haven't worked, but one of them the guy was so sweet and so gorgeous but i felt like i would eat him alive <laughs> like okay. i was just like and i said to my friend who'd set us up i just said look i feel like he's a puppy dog that would do anything that i say and she goes well if you told him not to he wouldn't and i was like that's, that's my point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well fair enough i think people I also think like going i did this i did I'm, this I yeah made that them happen, happen yeah look i get a kick out of matching people i've 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 not matched somebody but i've been the reason that they got together because they met at my birthday party that I invited them to and someone else was someone other else's friend plus one and they met and now they're married with kids and oh, cute. it's kind of beautiful. Well, uh, I claim responsibility. Well well done. For and being what's, born. What's your um, attitude to someone trying that for you uh, at the moment? If um, You know what, like if you'd asked me a month ago, I'd have said no, uh, but <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I think I'm really ready to date again. And then the pandemic happened. So I threw so, all so my that. plans out of the window because the universe just likes to fuck me like that. But <laughs> I rec- if someone reckons, yeah, if anybody out there knows me and they have someone they think that I'd be yeah. good with, well, go for it. Set me up. Yeah. I'm king. Let's match make. I, I don't say no. Like, unless I'm in a really place where I'm abs- actively not dating, I'm happy and easy enough to be not easy enough. Well. Shut up. I'm happy enough to be set up with somebody if they genuinely think I'm a good match. Not just because they want to square away their single friends, though. Fair enough. Big thumbs up from Liz. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Hello. That was a long, rambly intro, and I... I enjoy our intros, and I don't call them rambly. (laughs) I call it... It's our monologue time. It's our time to to dissect the world of dating while our guest sits there and rolls their eyes waiting for us to be done. Fidgeting, waiting to be introduced. (laughs) And we do have a guest... Everybody. Well, first um, of all, that's Tom Harris. I'm Liz Best, if oh, this is the first time that you're old, joining us. They're old hats at this point. And now. if it isn't the first time you're joining us, go back and listen to our back catalogue because it is A-plus stuff. Yeah, there's some, good, <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. Some of it's maybe A, A-minus, but most of it is A-plus stuff. 
And our, uh, we do have a guest today. A returning guest. A returning guest. Uh, a Brisbane-based actor and podcaster on the That's Not Canon uh, network. Yep, she family. has the Glass of Wine podcast. That's W-H-I-N-E. And also Love Bachelor. Welcome, Gina Schwartz. Hello, Hello. Gina. Welcome it back. It is me. How's Ooh. it going? No, that's still not a th- an intro I'm okay with. <laughs> I like it. I think it shows my history as it, an Australian woman. As an Australian woman from Cairns. From Cairns. If exactly you're not Australian, right. you won't understand why that's <laughs> If you're not Australian, swipe right. Swipe I mean, right. I swipe left. <laughs> just swipe right, regardless. No. <laughs> what do you so, reckon, Gina? Uh, just quickly, matchmaking. Yes or no? Can it work? Is I really good? don't. I've never done it because I think it's the worst. I just really don't like it. Like, why? Why? The, everyone is an adult and if they wanted to date your friend of a friend, they would have seen them in fo- – it's 2020. They would have seen them in photos, on Instagram, no, on see, Facebook posts. Oh. Not a stalker, right? Me. I don't look on other people's – I don't sit there and go, ooh, that person, can you introduce me to that person? Like, I, I don't do that. But I also <laughs> don't like leaving my house and I also hate online dating. So other than fix-ups, there's no hope for me. Yeah, it's not for me. Hey. Yeah, online dating. So not we, for we me have then. a yes and we have a no. Yeah. Um, How do you feel? I'm I'm closer to leaning with you, Gina. That they're mm. they. The, 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 I don't know. I think it's more about the people doing the matchmaking than the, mm. the, the yeah. they get a more yeah. out of it than than the people. Like, well, I, I gotta power. hope that my friends would know me better than me swiping on a rando stranger. I gotta hope that I ha- if I can't, I have to hope that, or my hopes yeah, are you're putting dashed. Your, yeah. Like put your faith they in your friends. Always are. I think it's fine if the person asks the mutual friends, like, "Oh, can you maybe talk to so and so about me?" The the I, I like the I don't like the unsolicited setup. Mm, yeah, like if I've gone, "Hey, set me up with anyone," then that's an open invitation. But if someone goes, "Oh my god." I want to set you up with that assumes that you're that you're looking and you want it. Yeah, but also it's like it's also assumed that anyone who's single is looking and desperate and you know, it's like yeah. I just that's another story. Speaking <laughs> of another story, Gina's back <laughs> to tell us another story after her uh sex paid last time she was on here. Fun times. Yeah. Large times. investment property and so forth. Mm. Now do you remember our little list of rules here, Gina? No threats. Gotta be nice-ish. Don't no, there's the no gotta be nice-ish. <laughs> yeah, that's, Just well, that's no outright <laughs> threats. You cannot threaten to come after whoever you're talking about today. Yeah, you don't have to and be nice. And not the real name. Have I missed anything? I think that's, that's roughly it. it. Oh, yeah, and if anybody at home, sometimes we miss yeah, this Yeah, no rule, Columbo's. But if anybody at home figures out that they know who Gina's talking about, don't be a dick and spread that information because that's just ruining the party for everyone and we're going to tell you to get the fuck out. Yeah, yes, we'll I don't be. think a lot of people will know, but maybe someone will figure if it out. If someone decides to play detective, just don't spoil the party, okay, we'll be, peeps? We'll Otherwise, no podcast cross. for you and we'll turn this podloft around, okay? <laughs> okay, how do I – do you want me to just go? Okay, so set the scene for us. How old were you oh, at this point? Okay, so I was um, 16 <laughs> when we first met. Oh, okay. so this is like – is this like a first sweetheart story we're Young telling? Young love. Yeah, oh God. My, it's my first boyfriend. It's my first. It, he was my. I was about to say Hollywood. Uh, my first high school like sweetheart. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And was it super serious or get super serious, super 
like that, you know, that way teenagers over high, over, over high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, sorry. I was going to say, like, oh, I don't know. But now looking back, it definitely, yeah. it was hard. <laughs> it was hard and heavy oh, and hot. All, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thousand percent. <laughs> like straight in, straight Okay, so out. how did you meet this person? So we went to school together. Okay. And um, you looked at each other across, across the, the cafeteria. Oh. No, we weren't in the same classes. We had mutual friends because he was all sciencey. He wanted to be a doctor and I was. Not. A doctor. A doctor. <laughs> um, so that was a tick. Um, but this is so nerdy. When I was a kid, I would get to school early because my mum would drop me off early because um, she had work to do. You know, hashtag my mum, love you. Um, so I would go to the library and there was a bunch of dudes who hung out in the library to play chess before school started. <laughs> There's a game of kings and I will not have giggling, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, but the thing is these were like the popular guys who um, – how the chess. fuck did you have popular chess players at your school? That it never happened. Pop nerds, hell yeah. <laughs> they weren't, it wasn't like a chess club. They were just like, they got there so early because, you know, same reasons as me. And they were like, what are we going to do? God, we're going to play chess. The popular chess. kids got to school early and smoked behind the buildings at <laughs> <in> my school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Different, different times. Um, so we, a group of my friends and I would, oh my God, I Were hate myself. you chess cheerleader? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at it. Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you should, you should do this. Oh, and the chess whisperer. <laughs> yeah, 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 basically. But if you ever got me to play chess, I sucked. But I was really good at helping other people play chess. Oh, you're just like such a good luck charm, Jane. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's how we met. And we, we didn't hang out at lunch, but we knew each other. And what happened was in FTV, film and TV studies, uh-huh. I had to do a, um, a film, a short film, and I needed some actors. So there was a group of four of us. I haven't given them all fake names, so let's do it now. So there was Damien, there was Stella, and then there You should was write this shit down, otherwise you're going to forget. Damien, Stella. You're not getting any help either. And yeah. my crush, whose name was Jim. <laughs> Jim? As in like the office gym? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, and there was four of us who made this um, film together. Three of them were, he wasn't in my film and TV class because science. Um, but that's how we started to really hang out. And then it became like a club of the four of us. We were like, we actually got along really well. Um, and so this is how it started. I think I told my mom this recently because until recently she thought I lost my virginity way later than I did same yeah. I'm sorry mom if you still didn't realize <laughs> still, still. so I it was the day I got my peas um there was a party at day you lost your v's when you got your peas <laughs> very good um yes yes basically um so we had this party with the four of us because Damien's parents were very liberal they were like yeah drink whatever oh they were the cool parents they they were not regular moms they were cool, cool moms <laughs> yeah so basically we're not going to get into it but that night um jim and i lost our virginities to each other and that's how we started because i think we both had crushes on each other so you weren't even dating you just no okay no not at all because um see the thing here is drunk gina can always get what sober gina subconsciously wants drunk gina isn't drunk gina called alice yeah we call her alice because she's fucked up Um, (laughs) and in no way related to gina (laughs) different 
entities completely different. <laughs> Can I, blame everything on, on Alice because that bitch is. Whew. Yeah, she's fucked up. Anyway, so that's how we started, and it was a bit. Uh, on and off because that week was actually it was a week of school holidays so that week we were kind of like dancing around each other we're like oh jesus we just had sex what does that mean we became boyfriend and girlfriend and the rest is history so that's kind of setting it up okay where, where we are where we are and it became like we were hanging out every day uh after school i would drive him home i would you know we'd just lay lay in bed together talking or like sleeping or having sex we were just completely inseparable so in love infatuated infatuated (gasps) okay this is gonna give too much away but the title (laughs) of our film and tv thing was called infatuated oh my god i'm not even fucking kidding you cast him for a reason didn't you I, well, that's why I literally was like, oh, maybe we should get Jim to to be in this it's movie. It's a movie called Infatuated. Us. Not that I'm infatuated with him or anything, but maybe we should get but Jim yeah, because it's, 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 it's infatuated. It's just a thought. It was a crime movie. But anyway, so this I've written down all the lovely things he did. So I should say we we were in high school and obviously high school ended and then he kind of had a weird relationship with his dad. So he ended up moving in with me and my parents. Whoa. Um, he wasn't in the same room as me because single How bed. long had you been dating by the time he moved in? <sighs> okay, so we got together. <laughs> so much information. On the 5th of July and he moved in just at the end of November. So whatever that is. Yeah, four, As a 16, three, 17 year old, that's, yeah. Yeah, so by the time we had had sex, I was 17 and he was 16 because he was born in November. Cougar. Um, so Wait, so I'm still trying to figure out when your birthday is based on that. Gina won't tell me when her birthday is. Oh, shit, that was a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, okay, um, so I know what month is between. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so these are some of the lovely things he did. Like when we were together and still in school, he did this formal proposal. We had this lookout that we would go to to just – so formals for anyone who's listening oh, from the states, it's a prom. So it's like it's a, a prom. It's your prom proposal. The end of end of year dance. Yes. P plates. Oh, I didn't explain that before, did I? Oh. When I said before that Gina got her, our producer Zane's getting me on it. When I said before that Gina lost her V's <laughs> when she got, got her, her P's, P's, I'm talking about her P plates, as in provisional license for driving. It's yeah. a very Aussie term. Yes, yeah, sorry. It was very intelligent for anyone who didn't get it the first time that we went <laughs> through. Yes, it was rather witty. But in Australia, <laughs> as a, as we go, you lost your V plates. Your V plates. Yeah. Anyway, um, continue. Yeah. So I'm trying to go like, – because there's so much to go through, so I'm trying not to, um, you know, dwell too much in every okay. little thing. So formal proposal, we had this um, lookout that we used to go to. Nobody really went to it unless you were in a couple and you wanted to have sex in the car. But we just, you know, because we're young and in high school and we had nowhere to have sex that was alone or hang out alone, so we'd go there sometimes. And so he told me, um, you know, one day, can you come to the lookout, wear something nice? I was like, yeah, okay, cool. He also didn't have a car, so and it wasn't close to his house, so I don't actually know how <laughs> he teleported. He teleported, and anyway, so I get there and he's holding a bouquet of flowers and he's in a suit. Oh, yeah. And I get out and he, the normal lookout, it was empty, and then he took me around to this like other lot, which where they would like, um, where they were building houses were before houses were built, and so he walked me up this dirt driveway and. 
It was around dusk and written in candles was, will you go to formal with me? <laughs> Shut wow. up. Yeah. Good effort. Yeah. Good big effort. That and then... Mm, it's a lot of candles. It's a formal lot of candles. Will proposals. you go to <laughs> the yeah. formal with me in candles? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Or maybe it was just formal. Maybe. Oh. No one ever, <laughs> everyone would just, I, oh, the guy I went to the formal with, I used to work at Video Easy and he just asked me when I was giving him his change. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I, I don't think we were in love at this point, but we were very close. That's beautiful. And like to the side, there was a picnic basket with rose petals, um, a picnic rug, his Not guitar. 16-year-old showing yeah, literally done. every other guy up. Good yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. Like I think everyone in high school was dead ass like, mm, Gina and Jim, me, 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 me. Um, Anyway, so, and then other cute things when we were trying to find unis, because I was applying, because I'm an actor, so I was applying for um, WAPA. I didn't apply for NIDA because obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. I applied for a couple near Toowoomba, down in Brisbane. So he applied for all different unis in those same cities so he could go wherever I was going. Um, also, when we fell in love um we did this really sick thing of taking v- it's actually cringy when i think about it we <laughs> would take videos of ourselves talking to our future children oh no yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's beautiful and i think i just vomited in my mouth a little it's bit. A v- it's very sickly sweet yeah yep. and we would oh. we had names written out and it was oh wow well. yeah. oh. the whole nine yards yeah like you it was sweet summer child yeah. <laughs> And it was before he lived with me, so it was in July, August, September, October. Oh, it was like with before six months. What were your baby's names? <laughs> um, oh, no, nah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. The line is drawn. Tell me yeah. off, Mike. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, so, and then. Uh, Another thing was he, I think it was just after we fell in love, so maybe four or five months, he said to me, I know this is crazy, but I feel like I want to marry you. And I said, yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Back off, motherfucker. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But I was like, it's, yeah, I know, but I feel the same. Like, I don't (sighs) think... I think this is, is it. Is this your origin story of how, <laughs> how bitter you are about dating now, Gina? We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> and we, he had nothing in the room because he didn't have any rings. So he, he made me close my eyes and he twisted up a cotton <laughs> tip into a ball. <laughs> and cotton he, tip, a cotton tip. Like, like a, a Q-tip. Yeah, Q-tip. Q-tip. And he twisted it up into a ball and put it on my finger. And he's like, I just if you like pretend it, it is. You should have put a ring on it. <laughs> Do not put I a Q-tip mean. on it. <laughs> it was just really cute. It That's was, I, half of me is like, oh, and half of me is like, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna. We're fasting forward. We've moved down to Brisbane. We're, okay, we're both going to uni down in Brisbane. Okay, we live together okay. with my mum. Um, cute things he would do when my mum travels a lot for work so he would pull the mattress out of our room into the living room because we lived in a space that was smaller than some people's living rooms Um, and he pulled it out into the lounge room and we would watch movies and he would buy me flowers and 
or like I'd have because my uni was very different to his um, I would have to go to uni Monday to Friday nine till four and usually have to stay later or go earlier mm. so, oh, performer's life yeah so I didn't have time to think but if I ever had half days or if I ever came home early he would make me like snacks ready for when I got home um, and cute things like that or when we were like really broke we did flies together and we got up at like 4.30 one morning and it started raining and we had armfuls of flyers and we like like looked, delivering flyers yeah. Yeah. yeah armfuls of flyers and we were so tired and we looked at each other and we kissed in the rain and that was really cute it's very cute sweet stuff yeah uh, today Liz how are you feeling you're you okay Wow. You're a bit, you're I need a, bit a bucket. <laughs> I need a bucket. No, this is adorable and it reminds me of how I used to be. Yeah. Really? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, I'm kind of feeling half called out um, and half uh, wistful. Mm. Wistful for the person I once was. I think also because I know now that I'm 23. I'm not friends with anyone from high school anymore and I don't know anyone who knows this story because they're not in my life anymore and also I never told anyone at the time. So it's really like reliving it. It's kind of cute. It's really nice Um, because it hasn't happened since. (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway, so that's – I wanted to set that up to – because that's how to it melt felt. our little hearts a bit. Basically, it felt like a fairy tale. It felt like he was my true love. I really thought the swickly that he was sweet, it. heady days of young romance. Yeah, yeah. all very good, isn't it? I really thought he was it. Um, and then, um, so it really started to kind of change when I when we moved down to Brisbane and I started going to uni he didn't actually get the OP he wanted to become a doctor so he became a nurse instead and was studying nursing um and his schedule was like you know come in for a couple of hours on two different days and the rest you could do at home Mm -hmm. like normal unis but as Mm -hmm. I said before I was doing Monday to Friday nine to four and the other thing was because we were living with my mum at the time, I couldn't get a job and it took me nearly six months to find a job. And during that time, I couldn't get Centrelink because they said, even though you're paying for rent and you're this, that and the other, you're technically still, still in yeah. quotation marks living at home. Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I've moved out of home from Cairns to Brisbane. Mum is my roommate. She's not at all financially supporting me. And they were like, no, we cannot help you. Yeah, I'm not even going to start talking about how much I think they're jerks sometimes. Yeah, so I like – that was many weeks for me trying to get Centrelink and crying and he got it really easily because he'd been living out of home since November and then when he got Centrelink and he moved and like his parents lived in Cairns and he lived now in Brisbane. So he got Centrelink pretty much straight away. He didn't have to work at all because, um, you know, when you're young you get rent assistance and mm, something all else. All that good stuff. Um. I couldn't, so when I got a job, I was doing uni Monday to Friday and then working Saturday to Sunday to pay rent because I just, there was no other time to work for me. And when I went to uni, we always had this pact of we're never ever going to tell each other not to talk to someone because that's controlling and we're not not those people. We're not those people that you see in high school. Sure. We're going to be open and stuff, but... By the time I got to uni and I would, you know, he would text me all the time. It was on the train to uni. And then when I was in class, it was in lunchtime. And then on the train to go back to 
um, the place and live with him and then he was always there and he couldn't go to bed if I wasn't in bed. Um, so even if he was dead tired but I had to stay up to finish a uni assignment, he would be falling asleep on his desk because he couldn't go to bed without me. Wow. And living in a living and living in a space where there was nowhere to get away. Like our bedroom, we had a bed and like a um like a not a wardrobe, a um chest of drawers. Chest of drawers that you couldn't open properly because there was no room. And then there was a um walk in not a walk in closet, but a normal wardrobe that you couldn't fully open the doors because there was no room. Like and there was one window in our room and it was up the top it was like a prison and it was like landscape just a single flicker of light so circumstances between the two of you are starting to bristle and boil and yes so but look Mm. i'm not gonna say that i thought that he sounded awfully dependent but But. i did think that he found it awfully (laughs) dependent from all of the stuff that he was doing he's he was he was living his life for you not for him yeah that's fair um anyway so things when we were because he was always messaging me and I'd be at lunch and he'd go oh what's happening who are you talking to and I'd say oh I'm just with my mates uh man and man too and he would go oh okay and he never told me not to sit with them but I knew it made him upset so after a while I just stopped sitting with anyone and I would eat my lunch in the theater alone um and I didn't realize this was a problem until later because I, I made it was a choice for me. It was a choice yeah. to be more focused, um, in quotation marks, on the work and on uni. And I needed to be, you know, better than everyone, kind of thing. Um, other things. Oh Jesus, I forgot about this. Um, so one night we had these things called actors parties where basically all the actors get together and they have a rowdy, rowdy party. And I'd been to one party before and I came home early because I wasn't drinking and it wasn't very fun. Um, but the night I went to this party, he was like sulking around the house and like, oh, yeah, like, oh, 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 yeah, have fun. Anyway, I left anyway because I didn't have a social life and I wanted to go have fun. Um, and it was a fine party. I had fun, but I got home at like 2 or 3 a.m. And I hadn't been drinking because I was driving, he had a uni test, a really important uni test the next day at like 7am or something really early. And I got home and he was sitting on the balcony, which faces out to the street. He was sitting on the balcony, asleep in the chair, waiting for me to come home. And I kind of went in and I woke him up and I was like, come on, let's go to bed. And I was in my dress that I was wearing and it was backless. And we were brushing our teeth and he goes, what's that? What's that on your back? And I go, what? What, what, what is it? He goes, there's a scratch. There's a scratch on your back. You were dancing with someone, weren't you? You were dancing with someone and they scratched you. And I said, no, I actually didn't dance at all. Like, I don't know what that is. Don't worry about it. And we went to bed and he was like, tell me, tell me how it is. Like by this time it was like 3.30. He was like, tell me, tell me what happened. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I was like, babe, I'm really tired. Like you've got an important test tomorrow. Let's go to sleep. And then he got angry at me as if I was trying to hide something from him. And that turned into a big fight. Mm -hmm. And that lasted till maybe 4.35 in the morning. That's the situation. I've had this exact relationship and it's freaking me out. Mm. Um, It's... Similar 
What different to you, Liz? I haven't told you the story of what I'm thinking of yet. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any friends except for this one friend from high school. And at the time, she was in a very abusive relationship and we could only contact through email. And he wanted to read my emails that I was emailing her. And I was like, dude, I just want to have a conversation with my girl and I just, I need this for me. And he thought I was hiding something from him. And I was like, no, it's just, you know, I just want to, I just want to be chilling. Um, My cortisol levels right now Mm. are like through the roof. I can feel my chest getting tight and anxious and, and like I'm, I'm, it's, yeah, no. Mm. And, um after a while I think I don't maybe I was falling out of love with him or maybe I realized I wasn't attracted to him anymore um but I didn't want to have sex like I just I was I didn't want to have sex but to him and I think this has carried on into my life now every touch had to be sexual he couldn't kiss me goodbye it had to be a makeout sesh and if I was in the shower he wanted it to be there too when he had to touch me when yeah. we were in the shower I and think he thinks it's like Hollywood I think he thinks your whole romance has to be Hollywood and if it's not, it means there's something wrong. <sighs> yeah, it, f- it does feel a bit like that. Like it, it needs a shine, it needs it needs that extra and bucket I need of to romance. And kiss yeah. around my territory. Mm-hmm. Basically similar but different. Um, so that was really hard for me and then I realised whenever we would have sex, I just tricked myself into having sex with him so he would be okay. And then I would start crying in the middle of sex and going, oh fuck, I actually don't want to be here. Um, And then so yeah, and then because I was working so much with uni, he didn't like me staying after class, even if it was like, I wasn't chilling with my mates. I was like, have to, you know, record this or have to rehearse this. It's for an assignment and he would get insanely annoyed and jealous like I didn't want to spend time with him and it's like I do but also you're everywhere you're everywhere I go and when my sister had her baby her first baby I went home for a week to see the baby in um during the holidays uni holidays and he wanted to come with me and at the time I was like well actually yes you're my family but you're not my sister's family and she's just had a baby and it's just not the right time yeah of course yeah and he got offended by that as well um but basically we would end up having these fights every month or so and I didn't really catch on to what was happening because I just thought he was the best boyfriend ever because we would have a fight basically about him about me saying like you're suffocating me I need I need to breathe I need to be with I need to be out and you trying to just keep me in this bubble is really hurting and then he would say things like but I just think you're not um, finding time for me and it just sounded so yep. rational yep. and he wouldn't it'd be we'd make up and it would be happy days and he wouldn't get me flowers the next day he would get me flowers the day after so I just thought oh he's being so thoughtful and mm. he would buy me nice things all the time and I just thought my boyfriend was great and not now that I look back I go oh that was <laughs> not thoughtful that was manipulative and mm. conditioning yep. yeah yeah So anyway, it got up and up and up until we had this fight one day. Oh, I kept saying in these fights, I was like, you need to change. Otherwise, I don't know what to do. I might, like, I can't keep doing this. And I kept saying that. And we had this big fight one day and I was like, you know, when you have a fight and you make up and your heart goes fluffy again? Yeah. My heart didn't go fluffy and I knew that it wasn't going to go fluffy again. 
And I remember it was when The Walking Dead was really big and he bought me the new season of The Walking Dead and it was my favourite, favourite show and I just looked at it and I thought, I can't accept this because you're only doing it to make me happy. Anyway, so one night it came to a catalyst. I came home from uni exhausted and I was, I was exhausted. I was working seven days a week and he wanted time from me and I couldn't give it. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have a little rest on the couch. And then I'm gonna, like it was, I was like, I'm gonna have a nap for one or two hours and I'm gonna wake up, finish this and everything will be right. But right now I need to sleep. And my mom was there that night. Well, she's always there. So she kind of saw it become something more than what I thought it was. And so that night I was sleeping on the couch and I would come in and out of consciousness and he was lying on the floor looking up at me sleeping. Uh, wept. That's terrifying. And mum told me this after. I didn't know, but apparently she watched him do that. And she was like, Jim, Jim, just let her sleep. Just, you know. Mm. And he would touch me every so often and be like, are you ready for bed? Are you ready for bed? And I said, no, like, I need to finish this assignment. I need to have a rest. You go to bed. I just need to finish this. I'm sorry. but." And then, oh, that's it. Holy shit, I forgot this bit. So he woke me up and we were staring at each other and he goes, do you still want this? And I looked at him and I said, I don't know. And if you've ever, ever broken anyone's heart before, if you actually see it in their eyes, the moment you break their heart, it is fucking the worst thing ever because he thought, he told me this after, he thought I was going to say, yes, of course I do. (laughs) Um, and I said, I don't know. And he he broke. He absolutely broke. And we had a huge fight anyway about everything. And we went to bed and it was probably 2 a.m. or something. And I had to be up for uni at 6. You know, I don't have this opportunity to not go in. And um, anyway, went to sleep. We woke up. We hadn't been having sex. And also we had this thing of when we... Sex is sex, having, uh, sorry, for vulgar language, fucking is fucking, but for us making love is something completely different. It's yeah. something yeah. beautiful and we only do that on occasions. Yeah. And he, we hadn't been having sex for months and he turns to me as I wake up and he goes, do you want to make love? And I go, no. Just after that. Ugh. No, I don't. And I said to him like, I had to go to uni. We haven't solved this. So I need you to do something for me you had the whole day I need you to think what would life be like without me and how that could look and if you can do that and I will spend the day thinking what my life would be like with you and if I can do that but I need you to really think about this and take this seriously and you know take the whole day because I didn't I had to go to uni you know what I mean Anyway, I went to uni. It starts at nine. I, for whatever reason, check my uh, phone sometime during that lesson and he's texted me and he says, I've thought about it. At nine. <laughs> yeah. I went for a walk and I thought about it and I can't live without you. It's indescribable, et cetera and so forth. And I've gone, Give my heart is just dropping space. My heart has just dropped because I've gone, you haven't listened to me at all because I said, take the whole day. I said, take the whole day. But also I meant, give me the whole day. Give me the whole day because I don't, I'm at, like, I can't think about this. If anything, I should have said, given me a week so I could think about it because I don't have the luxury of taking time off like you do. And I just didn't think about it. 
And unfortunately that day, I was also, I was very young, I was very impressionable and I was scared to death of losing my job because I was broke and living off his money for six months. So my, my work called me in that day and said, can you work um, at this time? And I said, no, I'm at uni. And then they called me back and they said, what about this time? And I said, no, I'm at uni. And then they called me back and they said, okay, you finished uni at three. Can you be here by 4.30? And I just went, oh, okay. Like I didn't want to, but I was too young to say no. And I didn't know that you could say no. Yeah. So I texted him and I said, look, I'm really sorry but this has happened. We'll talk tonight or tomorrow or whatever. Anyway, uni finishes and maybe 20 minutes before uni finishes, he goes, I'm here. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm outside your uni. I walk out. I'm alone. I can't remember why. And he's in his formal suit. Oh, no. No. Waiting, Waiting for me with a bouquet of unopened lilies which i think is why i really don't like lilies to this day i've had lilies ruined for me too i'll tell you why after (laughs) so and he's standing there and i think he thinks it's romantic but he wasn't smiling into me it just felt like i was walking to my funeral it's It's so manipulative yeah Anyway, so we, I was meant to take the bus home, but I couldn't now for reasons. So we took a taxi on my mum's money, which I was really annoyed about. I called up my mum and I said, I'm sorry, mum, but he's turned up. Can I please use some money to get home? She's like, that's fine. Because she knew what happened. Anyway, I got home and I, I ended it basically. I can't remember. I was like, I can't do this, yada, yada, yada. And he was crying and he went on his knees and then when I ended it, I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to go to work. I told you like I, and he's like, stay, stay. And I'm like, I can't, I literally can't. I told you I, we would talk about this after work. And um, while I was still there, he called his mum, and he cried to her in front of me. And he Jesus. said, she's, she's broken up with me. She broke up with me. And I had to leave. And when I got home, he wasn't there. Wow. And I um, think that's most of the story. I'm yeah. sorry, but describe my face yeah, right now. It's upset. It's sad. Like, it's I'm just... It makes me so mad that somebody can be that manipulative. And then mm. that last fuck you of phoning to tell his... Putting on that... Putting on such a show. It was mm. a show. That's it. He needed to... Show, it was emotional yeah. blackmail to make you suffer through his pain. Mm. Yeah, I agree. On the, my skin is crawling and I am so sorry that that happened to you. That's, mm. that's, I just, the more you kept talking, I just felt myself shrinking yeah, into a little ball yep. and, and I just had to lean back from the mic and every muscle was just tense because I was just like, you would fucking, you like a little. I have a, sus- a sneaky suspicion <sighs> that there will be excellent lessons learned <laughs> from this. Did you yeah. come away with a, a good... For me, about- because even when I was that young, I didn't know I was a feminist yet. And I also like my dad's a cop and I'm very into SVU and all of that. And I knew that if a man calls you shit, you know, that's bad. And if a man mm. puts his hands to you, that's bad. But nobody ever talks about the domestic violence where... The emotional abuse. Mm, but also like he would do things like I was unhappy with my body. And he would say, no, I like you exactly the way you are. Don't exercise. 
no, stay exactly the same. So controlling. Mm, um, and then I think if he wa- – and he would also constantly – because you remember how I told you how he proposed. Yes. And I meant, yes, I would absolutely marry him. I thought we were soulmates. But he would bring that up every month. He'd be like, are you ready? And I'm like, no, no, no. I meant later. Yeah. Later. Eventually. Like, yes. Like I meant it as a promise. Like I will marry you one day, but I'm 18. And also his family, like I loved his family. And because my family was in Cairns, whenever we had a weekend or Easter, we'd go up because some of his family was on the Sunshine Coast and that's where his Nana was. And we would, I spent so much time with them and they were so lovely to me. And when it was my birthday, they got, they all got me gifts. And I was just, it was, I was ingrained in their life. And, you know, he lived with my mum and... It was such, and I remember there was a few times where he would white boy punch something right where I was, like that's, right where I was. That's unacceptable. That that's is good. a sign of a yes. behaviour that will escalate later on. Yes. Well, that's the thing, and I was I would ask him like, why? Why did you get so angry that you did that? He's like, oh, I don't know. And I just knew in my heart Control issues. Yeah. Control issues. And I knew in my heart that one day he would accidentally on purpose hit me. You know what I mean? I just... Mm. Yes. That kind of shit, that kind of... um, And I think it was... There was a Sydney actor, Toby Francis, who um, recently was talking about... He put out a status that went viral when he was talking about how he used to have... Talking to a maid about how he used to have drag out fights with his girlfriend where we'd like punch the wall or break something. And his friend, in no uncertain terms, shut him down and went, no, Mm. you can never do that because that is escalating behaviour. One day it'll be a person like you... And basically was like, you are physically abusive even if you're not hitting her. It was a beautiful status. Um... And, and really quite um, impressive to admit to being I, – I was super impressed with his mate, not him, uh, uh, for, for calling yeah. it out. But those behaviours, if you do any kind of research into domestic violence behaviours, it starts by punching walls because yeah. it's control and impulse control issues. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And well, I, I bet you called it white boy punching. <laughs> yes, white boy anger. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, look, that's basically it. But it was – for me, I needed to start off with the good moments because I think that's the story I wanted to tell because to me he was my Prince Charming and everything happened very slowly. And I'm going to say something very controversial and not at all based on fact at all. Don't take this to the bank. But I think that's why domestic violence relationships are so addicting because the love is so intense yeah, and well, you just yeah. and you justify it to yourself by going, he's just such a passionate person. Yeah, and he loves me so much. That's why he's so angry, and he just loves me so much. That's why he wants to spend so much time with me. And I'm the one who's being selfish because I need mm. to live my life, but mm. I'm just not showing him enough attention. And how bad a person am I? It's it's living mm. a life of guilt. Yes, I agree. Um, my lesson to take from this from this story, I think. In a relationship, you need to be the keeper of the other person's peace. And this man didn't do this for you. What he, do you mean? He, uh, I just don't understand. You went I'm to sorry. so you went to university every day, all mm. day, and then on the weekends you worked, and you didn't have time. You didn't have time for you, or so being the keeper of the other person's peace means 
meaning you're looking after their needs yeah so i know not what you need from them so i know when to step away and let you go and sit in the bath for an hour it's Mm. it's being i keep your peace and i need to and you need a it's an important to understand sort of what that means. That you're doing you something for someone for them, not for you. Yeah, that's, mm. that's right. Um, so I think that's a that's an interesting one to take from this. Because uh, I think, yeah, I think a lot of, and I think almost all of the things that he did for you were for him because they were yeah. trying to elicit a response from you, not mm. do it selflessly for you. My lesson is I never want to be someone's everything. Mm. And this is a position I found myself in before and I've been on, you know, dates with perfectly nice people but when they're like, I've only seen you once in two weeks and I'm like, that's because I have a life, mm, you know. Yeah. I, When I date somebody, I don't want to be all they have. They need to have family. They need to have their own friends. They need to have their own job. They need to have their own things that I can be like, hey, what are you doing? Not sit at home waiting for me because that is a recipe, I think, for somebody to get so – if you're somebody's everything and your shit's breaking down, then Mm. they're not going to be able to support you in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't does. know if that's making sense, but yeah. I just think that when you're in a relationship, a healthy relationship, both people have lives. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So don't be someone's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done, Gina. Uh, thank oh, you. Well. I think thank, thank you. you is the first, you know, first port that's of call. That's full on. And I feel really quite. Um, I, I feel hurt half, on your behalf. I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel really hurt on your behalf. I feel I feel really trapped on your behalf, mm. and I did, and I'm so glad that the uh, person that you are today doesn't take no shit from anybody. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but like, I like back. the fact that you're a, a strong, independent woman, and I can't imagine you being like that. And I guess that is part of your origin story. But you know, I mm. I. Oh, the things we go through when we're young, hey. I'm really yeah. proud of how you are now. That's good. Oh, that's, very, <laughs> that's very sweet. Well All then, right. we made it. We made it through another story. We're here. Here mm. on Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Gina, oh. thank you and well done. Thank you for having me again. Uh, Liz, I can only apologise that you're once again oh, uh, we're tense and angry and upset. That's this podcast though. I live off it. Yes, it's... It's, <laughs> it's like a drug. It's a drug. Yeah. Hook it to my veins. you got to take the good with the bad. Absolutely. Um, if you want to tell us your story, you can go to thatsnotcanon.com forward slash Ghosts of Boyfriends Past and you can either write in to be on our podcast or write in to submit a story for us to read out in a dramatic fashion. Um, if you would like to contact us on any of the social medias, you can do that. You can write to us at ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail.com. Join our Ghosts of Boyfriends Past group therapy group on Facebook if you don't want to talk to us and you can talk to a whole community full of people that can answer your questions or that you can bitch to with complete impunity because it's a closed group. Other than that, rate, review, Please comment, rate, share, review, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate that more than you know and even one extra review can be the difference between pushing us up into a best of list or not so please take that two minutes it would mean the world to both tom and i and our producer zane and even gina hello yeah rate review her podcast as well (laughs) also anyone's also anyone's it means so much to everyone all right i've been liz best i'm tom harris thank you uh, so much everybody and you gina love you gina (laughs) 
That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at thatsnotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.